Hey everybody, welcome back to the latest installment of the Boomtown Hoops podcast. I am Stephen Morrison. It's been a while, guys. Um, I'm joined uh, today by Cade. Cade, what's up, man? How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, I haven't been enjoying Thunder basketball as much as uh, most as most people are th- these days. Um, we're not really going to talk much about the the last couple games because it's it's not been great. Um, so we're just kind of we're going to do some end of the year twenty twenty one grades for for the team. Um, just to and before we do that, just to touch on some on some ratings. Um, Currently, right now, uh, offense is rated 100.3, which is dead last in the NBA. Defensive rating of 110.1, which is 20th, uh, with that being a net rating of negative 9.8, which is 28th. So, Cade, not great numbers right now, but kind of from – and I, I truly think that that Memphis game kind of skews these numbers too – but I, I think it's this is kind of what we expected with this team, right? Yeah, I think the eye test does more than the, the analytics test because, I mean, you get a group of guys this young together. It's not going to look pretty in the stat sheet and, and or the advanced stats. So I think I got to look past that and just, you know, what what do you see? You know, I mean, what what good are you looking for in the game? It's just an experimental progressive season. Yeah, and I think, you know, kind of with with – the the players I have for for the Thunder grades on this one is you know there's a lot of these guys you know we've got four rookies on this team um, I think that is overlooked honestly um, but then a lot of these guys that you know we expected them to be playing a lot more this year haven't been playing on the Thunder and they've been playing with the blue so um, Cade let's just go ahead and jump into it go ahead and start us off with the with your first guy here okay I'm trying with Vic Krejci I hope I'm not like butchering his name and I just started him off with the C because he really hasn't done much he appeared in three games and averages less than a point and one total rebound so I, mean, I don't have too much to say on that I don't really understand why they signed him if he's not really getting used too much I understand he's playing more with the blue and that's good I guess that's good to have but I don't know I don't know what's going to come from that situation I haven't watched too much of him yeah, and I, I think kind of how how my guys the, these first two guys I have like I've my my first guy I've got here is Paul Watson, which he's one of the two way guys, um, you know, and kind of with Vit like it's kind of this whole thing here of like for him like I'm gonna give him an I for incomplete because he's played five games like and you know it's been he's been playing you know junk minutes so there's not really a whole lot that you can go off to give him a true grade. Um, I'm not going to dog him on his shooting splits because, you know, he is playing those, those junk minutes. So, um, and there, there won't be a lot of pretty field goal percentages on his. So um, yeah, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of thinking the same way uh, with you on Vit. So um, if you've got anything on Paul or we can just go move right along. <laughs> All right. Next I got Aaron Wiggins. I'm going to give him a, a C plus. I mean, kind of same thing. The C is just the base rating, and I give him a plus because I've liked what I've seen in his potential just in summer league and preseason. And, and honestly, his nine games appeared. I mean, he's going to be a good scorer, a good shooter, hopefully a good defender. I just like his potential and upside. I think he's done some positive things, and that's what we're looking for this season. So I give him C plus. Yeah, I I definitely think that he was kind of one of my sleeper guys coming out of you know coming into the season. So I was re- like I'm I'm very excited to kind of see where he keeps going. Um, I mean, and and really 
the way that he kind of pans out, the way that he's looking, he really looks like someone that could not be a star, but be a role player. Um, yeah. So I've got, I've got Gabby deck up next. Once again, it's, it's another incomplete for me. Um, I'm just going to make a plea to Sam Presti. Just get this man to another team. I'm not saying trade him. I'm not saying cut him. Just find a way because right now he's just sitting here bouncing between the blue and the thunder. Um, To me personally, it does not make sense to me to have him on the roster, but it's Presti's doing so. Oh yeah. No. And like, and, and you know, that's, I've got here in my notes of like, I'm not going to sit here and, and just dog him. Like there, there's just no reason to. Um, And just like you said, there's, he's someone that just makes no sense whatsoever on this team. Um, So, you know, I think I said on the first podcast I was on, I was curious to see what Presti's going to do with him two months ago. I'm still curious to see what he's going to do. I would be very surprised if he, finishes out the season on the thunder so uh for me for deck it's a it's an incomplete it's just not enough to to do anything and my next one i have is ko and I, i'm not going to give him incomplete because he's played 14 games he just hasn't had he hasn't done a whole lot in his 14 games so i'm going to give him a, a c minus just because i mean 12 minutes per game is not good i'm pretty sure Aaron wiggins averaged more than his nine games played but 2.6 points per game and just a little over rebound and assist. I'm just not very impressed with him, and I don't think I've seen what I wanted to see with Teo, considering what he did last season, even though he was playing in a way more advanced role than he probably should have been last season just because injuries, the tank, everything. I'm just – I just, I guess I feel like we have more better options at the guard than him. So I just give him a C-. minus. Yeah, and I think, too, on him, of people got to remember that, like, a lot of these – a lot of these guys are, like, under the age of, like, 23 um and so you know you know with Teo he's kind of someone I mean I'm I'm not giving him a grade but like he's someone that you can look at of like okay why is he not better than what he should be almost type of thing to say um my next guy is Isaiah Roby I'm giving him a C plus I'm gonna be honest I definitely forgot that Isaiah Roby was on this team um but, you know, the stats are fine, six points, three rebounds, one assist per game, and he's even shooting like 50% from the field. So I'm going with the C-plus for Roby, but that's just because I haven't seen enough of him yet this season to go any higher. I think if he continues, you know, putting those stats up, I mean, he could easily be up in the, you know, jump a whole whole letter grade as as uh, as they say but i mean thoughts on any thoughts on him Cade? uh honestly the same thing as i kind of forget he's there i mean he does put in a little bit of work in the in the g league but there's just so many minutes that can go around in the in the actual nba game so you, some guys like him are just not going to get the opportunity and that sucks but that's just the reality yep so uh who who you got next here my next one's Derek favors and i thought that was an interesting one because like, I'm not going to say he doesn't fit, but it's clear what direction the Thunder are going in, youth, development, progression. And for him, it's just a matter of, you know, get some solid minutes in, you know, get your trade value up, you know, raise your value as much as you can, play when given the chance. It's just kind of an unfortunate situation that he has to come play in a team where we want JRE starting over him. We want JRE to progress more. 
I mean, Derek Favors isn't in the long-term plan, obviously. So I feel like he's kind of getting the shorter end of a stick. But for what he's done, I feel like he's been pretty good. I don't think he's done anything detrimental. He just comes in and plays when he needs to. Yeah, and I think that's the really the great thing about um, him and Muscala, which I'll talk about him a little bit later, of they're that calming veteran presence that this team 100% needs every, you know, every day in, day out. Um, so, you know, him, you know, he's just one of those guys of, you know, like, just like you said, he'll come in, put the work in and, and just keep, keep working. Um, I've got Trey man up next here. Uh, C plus. Uh, I think I, I probably graded a little bit harder than you did Cade, but um, you know, we saw the flash of him. Uh, when he dropped the the his career high 19 points and that lost to the Lakers just over a week ago or just a little less than a week ago. Um, when I was going through his stats on basketball reference, I think the one glaring stat is uh it was a minus 47 in that in that Memphis Memphis game. Um, but everyone was bad in that game. So I'm kind of just we'll just glance over that. Um He's a, you know, he's a shooter. That's what he's going to do. Um, so that's what he should keep working on. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, just keep shooting for, for Trey, man. Yeah, I mean, he definitely did have a slow start too. And that, that hurts him. I, in games like the Memphis game, I wish he would do more. I want him to have one of those random rookie games when they randomly pop off for like 30 points. I want him to have one of those. So that's honestly the same thing is just keep shooting, keep getting buckets, do what you do. Just play your game. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. My next one, I got Ty Jerome, which I'm just going to give him a C plus. You know, everyone loves Ty Jerome because who does? Who wouldn't love Ty Jerome? But uh, I just, I as somebody who's going to come off the bench on a team like this, you can only really do so much. He's been a good floor spacer, uh, especially playing along SGA and Giddy. Be able to kick that out to him. Um, he's just been a good, I guess, commander of the second unit. He's been good as a point guard or as a guard in the second unit. So, just a basic C plus. Yeah, and I think, you know, if I was giving him one, it'd probably be, you know, B, B minus. If Jackson was here, I'm sure it would be like a like A plus times four for, for Jackson <laughs> with Ty Jerome. But no, like, I, I think I think Ty Jerome has done a, done a fine job this year. Um, uh, next, I've got Mike Muscala. I'm giving Mike Muscala an A. Yes, it's definitely an A for, for the Moose. Uh, honestly, I would have given him an A plus, but you know, we're trying to lose, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> overall, uh, man, Mike's just, he's been a great piece for this team as the veteran, you know, just like, just like Derek has, um, you know, just to keep this team going, um, uh, into that just awful detrimental place of where the Sacramento Kings are of just, just, you know, you're, you're there, but you're not there. Um, and you know, for me, it's, there's honestly, I mean, Mike's going to do what he's going to do every single night. So, I, you know, I just said, just keep, just Mike just needs to be, keep being Mike. Yeah. Well, for my next one, I got SGA. And this was one that I had to think on a little bit more because I just gave him a B plus simply for the fact that his efficiency has like dipped a lot. It's dipped a lot for reasons such as he's catching double teams. I mean, the, the attention on him alone is insane. And that's a lot for a player to have to adjust to like Devin Booker. When he started getting that respect as a as a star level player, he he got those doubles too, and his efficiency drip dropped. Um, there were some issues scoring, catching double teams. SJ is going through that period right now that I think that it's kind of holding him back early in the season. He's still averaging twenty one point seven points per game this far. Uh, he's moving the ball pretty well. He's been getting like eleven assists, thirteen assists around there in the last couple of games. 
So, I mean, moving the ball good. He's going to have a breakthrough on scoring, though, I think, in the second half of the season, simply for the fact that he's going to learn to play with the double teams and, you know, pick when to go score. I think that's just a part of progressing his game is just learning when to go score and when to just play make. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, this is kind of your, you're almost, you're almost starting to see that, that star rise, you know, like that's whenever, you know, when you start to get double teamed consistently, that's a pretty good indication of like, you, you're, you know, you're making that next leap. And the stats, the stats prove it. It's over like one third of his possessions. So that's a lot for, for a 23 year old. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it also goes back to of like, who else are you going to guard on this roster? Like, I think that's also part of it too, but like, you know, as Thunder fans, like we have to just cling to every hope we can get right now. So um, next up, I've got Kendrick Williams. Uh, it's a B plus question mark kind of, um, you know, but really Kenny Hustler, he's everything that every other NBA team is looking for. Sure. I mean, of course, I would rather prefer he stay on the Thunder. But, you know, if the right package does come along, that seems, you know, like if he's a prime, you know, he seems like the prime trade candidate to bolster another team's roster. Like a um, player. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it. he's exactly what the other 29 teams are wanting. You know, he can defend, he can, he can drive, he can, you know, shoot threes for pretty good. Um, my one thing for him is um, free throws. Gotta make the freebies because his, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was just it was awful what his free throw percentage was. Well, my next one's Lador, and I gave him on, I think this is the highest grade I'm going to give is an A, just an A flat because I mean, Lou Dort's expectation coming into the league as an undrafted player, he he burst those in the first season. Second season came out and scored 14 a game in a, in a way down here for the Thunder and a season where, you know, anybody's stats could have been inflated. But this season, we're slightly better. He comes out and he's averaging 17, drops 20 in how many games in a row? I can't remember. And more importantly, 40 games in a row, knocking down a three-pointer behind only Steph Curry, which is like three times that, but it's Steph Curry. So, but I mean... To, to come into the league without a jump shot or any honestly kind of offensive game is impressive to see where he's come now. And I'd say he's more than a 3 and D type of player. He's just a, a two-way player. He can do both. At a, a defense at an elite level, offense, he's, you have to respect it. You have to respect his offense. And I think this season alone, he's, he's earned that A. Yeah, I think that my only other thing with, with Dort is, you know, he's going to miss this next game at Dallas. But I I, I really do think that, if he can work on his finishing at the rim, and I believe he talked about that preseason, if he can work on that, I mean, he's, he's everything that this team needs. Um, and I think the other big thing is, you know, when he, when he got, when they brought him in on that two way, um, on that two way contract, it was just like, Oh, great. We've got another, uh, we've got a Robertson that can't sh- even shoot a three. Yeah. <laughs> and, Oh my gosh, it's been 100% different than what Robertson's been. For sure. And it's been honestly cool as us fans, it's something to follow because, I mean, he played that first year, we played the playoffs. Um, that next year was, it was a tanking season. So, I mean, it was something to follow along and, you know, really just something positive to look at every game and this season as well, just watching his progression and growth. It's just something for us to watch and enjoy since, you know, we're not winning. Right. Um, my next guy up is, is Poku. 
I'm going with the C for poker because you legitimately have no idea what you're going to get out of poker every night. Um, but I mean, the thing is, you've also got to figure he's not even 20 years old yet. Like I think his birthday is like in, it's, it's coming up soon, but he's, you know, coming up on 20 years old, you know, bouncing between the blue and the thunder, you know, going back and forth. I think that's kind of messing with him. So I would say, you know, just getting into a rhythm for him. Uh, I think if he can get into a rhythm, I think he could, I mean, he's not going to blow the doors off anybody, but I think, you know, if, if he can get into a rhythm, he can start being consistent. And I, I think that will really help him. Um, but the, I think the most glaring stat for him was, you know, getting his three point percentage up, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think this three-point percentage—that's that would be the one thing I would say for him to to work on. And I don't think it really shows for how how good of a shooter he can be and his potential. I think I think his threes are a little just not not necessarily timely. Like he just takes some interesting shot selections and step backs and stuff that are going to help that dip. But other than that, he's just like raw potential. Like well, you you just really don't know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, and and honestly, that's fine with this team. Like they can just be flat out like you. Just, you know, at this point, just play Poku 15, 20 minutes a game and just see what you can get. Yeah. Um, and that's really that's the way that you're gonna have to develop him is you're just gonna have to just just play him. I mean, that's that's it's simple as that's what it comes down to, is that's that's just what you have to do. For sure. And for my my last one I have is uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And this was an interesting one because He's uh, started 19 of his 26 games, and when we saw him start the starting lineup, it was just interesting to see how much more fluid the offense looked. Um, his, his shooting splits are down, which is why I dipped his grade a little bit. He's shooting 42% on the season, which is relatively low for a center. So, I mean, I expect that to be a little bit higher, but his three ball is about 35%. And that's something that should be valued, as we see with Moose, is it just opens up the offense so much more when he's playing that five-man. So... And one thing that I'd like to see him improve on later in the season is his interior defense. Because if he can hold his own down there and help on the offensive side of the ball, I think you have a player that's going to be a starting center on a at least a playoff team. Yeah, I, I definitely think – and, you know, I think maybe part of that too of his low shooting percentages, number one, he's a six-foot-nine center. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's part of it too. You know, most, most of those guys are – you know, at least have two inches on them. So, I, you know, I think that's something that – but. I've just been so impressed with with JRE this year. Um, um, but yeah, uh, I've got actually two more for whatever reason. Uh, first, I've got uh, Darius Basley with a B minus. Um, he was one that I was kind of flip flopping on on how to do this. But, uh, you know, overall, I think base has been good, but he has been inconsistent. Yeah. So I think if, you know, if he can, you know, start playing more consistently, you know, you know playing more consistently i think that he will be much much better and and an overall much better spot not only in the not only on this team but in the nba itself um you know there's plenty of steps that he can take to improve his overall game um and you know once again uh just like with with uh kenrich got to get better on the free throws uh i think we're leaving a lot of points at the line with him so um kate on this one uh my last one's josh giddy i'll get your take on this one too um 
with Josh, I'm going an A. I wanted to go A plus with him, but he's a rookie and I like I'm buying into the hype, but I don't want to be buying into the overhype. Um now he did win rookie of the year in November. I don't think we've talked about that yet, but yeah. I that's very cool. Um, you know, for me, I think Giddy needs to improve on his passing. I'm, I'm just kidding. No, he's I think he's probably one of the best passers on our team. Um, really for me, it's just you know, taking better shots and and raising that field goal percentage would just really be an outstanding uh rookie campaign for for Josh. So A for me, Cade, what what would you give Josh? I'd give him so off like a B plus borderline A. Um simply for the fact that if I can see that that three ball drop more efficiently, mainly on the catch and shoot. It'd be nice to see him be able to create his own three ball, but I'm more focused on the catch and shoot three just to open up for Shea to co-create. I think that'd make him like the perfect co-star for Shea, someone who can take over, handle the ball, go finish, shoot the mid-range, because we've seen him take quite a few mid-ranges, which has honestly surprised me a little bit. Out of catch and shoot three, I think it coexists perfectly on offense. Um, I, lo- I love the fact that he rebounds so well as a guard. Obviously, he's a huge guard, but he does it. He does it well. He does it a lot and he tries his very best to get the rebounds. He's always sticking his nose where the ball is. I mean, there's not much more to say other than that. Then he just tries. Doesn't that almost kind of remind you of a, of a Russell Westbrook of like, even though he's playing like point guard out there on the wing, like he's diving every single time for it. Yep. No matter who he's trying to out rebound either. It could be two big men, six eleven each and he'd, he'd still be up there with them right oh yeah and you know i think that's the thing that thunder fans and and we you know me and you enjoy so much about josh like he's gonna go out there and just hustle every single you know he's he's gonna he's gonna be like that i really hope for the rest of his career with us that that would just be too. just super awesome so well that's thunder trade grades uh we'll run through the schedule here real quick and then we'll uh we'll be sign off um wednesday night they uh we face off against the new orleans pelicans uh like i mentioned earlier no dort um left early on the on the game against dallas on sunday um and then uh saturday game against the clippers and uh That'll wrap up our little four-game homestand. Uh, Cade, do you see a home win as a Christmas gift for any Thunder fans this year? Um, well, I don't know about the Clippers one just because they have kind of turned their season around a little bit. The Mavericks one interests me. I don't know if Luke is playing or not. He did not play last last game. I think the potential is there. I think a big game from SGA definitely probably probably will give them a win to be looking forward to for Christmas. Yeah, and then you've got uh, on the road back to Memphis where the that very horrible loss happened that we won't even talk about anymore. Um, and then, then yeah, next, then the, the following Wednesday, home against the Nuggets, and then first night of back-to-back, and then out, out there at Phoenix, and then off for a couple of days. So doesn't look great coming up. You know, maybe – Maybe one or two wins. I, I'm saying, Cade, what do you think? Uh, I'd probably go one or two also. I think mostly it's going to be focused on improving and getting better and hopefully just competing, playing close, losing by only five, six, ten points, somewhere in there. I think, think you're happy with that. Yeah, and I think really kind of I've had this in my brain for the last, you know, for over the weekend. It was, you know, winning is fun, 
but be competitive. You know, yeah. you know, winning is fun, but losing is okay. Especially if you're competitive, like oh yeah, I don't. That's that's such an underrated thing that just you know play competitive and lose while improving your draft stock. I meant your draft um, odds. You're still competing, showing showing your value out there. I think people take notice of that too. Yeah, I think that's you know that's just the key thing. If if you win, it's great. But if you lose, at least be competitive. You know, like those those last two the last two losses weren't gr- well. Really, the last three losses weren't great. You know, you had had the the loss against the Mavericks, loss against the Lakers, which were ba- you know twenty point losses. Then you had the the historic loss at Memphis, and then the four point loss at home to Houston to start the month of December. Honestly, that Houston game, I was a, I, you know, I got, you know, got to watch all of it, everything. I enjoyed that game, even though we lost, it was still competitive and, you know, enjoyable to watch. So, all right, well, um, we will catch you all on the next episode. Uh, make sure to follow Boomtown Hoops on Twitter over at at Boomtown Hoops. Uh, go check out. Um, boomtownhoops.com i know we've got some new articles up uh coming out um cade's got some cool things in the works we've been talking about we're we'll be pretty excited if everything pans out for that so um but like always uh for for cade i'm steven thunder up (laughs) 